broadly three categories, right? Which work in the Middle East. One is the mastige positioning, mm-hmm. right? Mastige positioning is, is a positioning which is young, trendy, really fashionable, but at a lower price, right? So that's the first playbook, right? The second playbook is the sort of what we call the the uh, science-backed positioning, right? so which works more in categories like beauty or categories like even to some extent clothing. And the final positioning is to say, hey, UAE is an ethnic mix of Westerns, Westerners, Europeans, Indians. I'm going to target only one example of that is folks going after the South Indian population here, right? Say ready to cook food or say Indian items, right? Say agrabatis, whatever it may be, right? And there, that is an authentic positioning, right? Uh, and could also apply to, say, Russian brands going up to the Russian population or whatever that may be, right? Now, there are some universal truths while building your brand here, right? One is... Hey guys, this is Mohit here. I'm the founder at Blashfart.io. In today's uh, episode at E-Commerce Growth Academy, we'll be having a special guest, Sudhir. Sudhir was an ex-Lenscard uh, CBO, was heading, you know, book my show uh, businesses in... Middle East region, and we'll be exploring about how hot the opportunity is in Middle East uh, region, right? Uh, the growth projected for both retail and e-commerce is uh, tremendous in next coming years. So stay tuned. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Blash E-Commerce Growth Academy. Today, I have a special guest, Sudhir. Sudhir is the founder and CEO of uh, Stardify. Right, helping brands, you know, venture in into Middle East market. Sudhir has led previous, you know, renowned positions at Lenscart, at you know, uh, Book My Show. So, welcome, Sudhir. Heartly welcome onto the show. Mohit, thanks so much for having us. Thank you for having me. Excellent. So, you know, let's start with you know some bit of a background. You know, how did you start, Sudhir? You know, you know your journey from uh, Book My Show till here looks to be very interesting, right? Yeah. Oh, sure, absolutely. Actually, my journey begins in Chennai. I used to work with Suleika heading their strategic alliances. Um, and then I had this uh, journalism bug in me where I used to do, I used to write for the Economic Times, the Hindu, and that saw me um, sort of knocking on multiple television doors to finally launch uh, um, India's first TV show on startups and venture capital back in 2008, right? Between 2008 and 2012, uh, which became the largest show on startups and venture. Um, and then went to uh, business school. Uh, and then after business school, uh, was a strategy consultant for a while, which many people do to sort of pay off your business school loans. <laughs> and uh, then um, sort of um, uh, embarked on a, um, on starting the Book My Show journey as the as the co-founder of the business in Indonesia. Right. And I um, was very grateful to have worked with an amazing team there and uh, grew that business uh, in Indonesia's really growing phase in terms of its uh, internet economy and grew it um, to a 60-member team and almost $10 million in revenue and pretty much breaking even. And then Book My Show was, was expanding to the Middle East. It just raised a large another round of funding. And um, they wanted me to move to the Middle East and set up the Middle East operation, right? which is an opportunity I, I took in 2019. Um, and a fabulous journey. We achieved what we did in Indonesia in the Middle East in maybe uh, half the time or one third the time and scaled it to almost seven, seven and a half million dollars. And we were at a peak of our progress working with the Coca-Cola Arena and Live Nation and, and doing multiple shows when obviously COVID hit. Um, and then the business had to correct, uh, bringing on the business from say 26 people to hardly 
hardly six to eight people. And it was around that time, uh, my investing journey also ended with Book My Show and uh, Lenscart was entering the market and they got me on board as the founder CBO for the region. Uh, incredible journey working with uh, uh, the Lenscart team um, and uh, with P.O. Shamit and the uh, entire team there. And uh, 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 sort of uh, in two years, built a business where which is today 13 stores, almost $5 million in revenue, set up brand supply chain merchandise uh, online uh, and became sort of the fastest growing consumer business here. Also won the new market into the year award and so on. And um, um, sort of brought home some uh, some very interesting facts. So I moved from negotiating with sort of guns and roses to negotiating with ophthalmologists within three weeks, right? So, uh, but what stood out for me in building this journey was that, hey, um, the right to win for not only Indian, but global brands in the Middle East is extremely high. And why is it high, right? It's high because one pricing power is strong here, right? Uh, mm -hmm. And fundamentally because of uh, uh, a per capita income, while it might be oil backed, a high per capita income, which is now moving to consumer spends in a consumer economy, right? Number one. Number two, retail is extremely developed and advanced here. Right? And while retail is extremely developed and advanced here, it is extremely exciting because um, you can move to 10, 15, 20 stores very quickly, right? Here in retail. And um, uh, which is what the Renska journey proved and maybe more so in Saudi, right? And if you can find a way to processize, go to market and do this for multiple brands entering the region, um, brands can really scale here and take advantage of the of um, some of these factors and parameters. And that's fundamentally what we want to do, right? So Startify is a is an easy expansion button for brands expanding to region, is a cross-border go-to-market enabler. 50% of brands want to enter this region. Nobody knows how to, right? And we enable that across um, everything that we do. And I'm happy to talk about it more as we progress into it. Excellent. Right. So, you know, let's start with a little bit more details around, you know, how the e-commerce or, you know, probably the retail segment has evolved in the Middle East segments. So that will probably give us some perspective. Sure. So if you look at UAE and KSA, it's a, it's a, a $280 billion market, right? Out of which $250 billion is offline retail and about uh, $20 billion is, uh, is e-commerce, right? And uh, unlike other markets, uh, the individual brands, individual companies also have strong flourishing e-commerce platforms, right? And if you look at the evolution of e-commerce here, it started with Souk. Souk got acquired by Amazon. Noon has come in in a big way. Today, Noon and Amazon are head-to-head, -head, right? But also groceries, uh, Kareem getting into the space in terms of groceries, right? Talabad doing a great job again in groceries, Um and um, also, if you look at fashion and you look at within fashion, you know, you have brands like Unas and then the Sixth Sense of Apparel Group. Landmark has its own fashion platform. So and also, you know, all your individual brands also have 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 their own e-commerce, right? Today, real estate is also sold on e-commerce via EMR, right? Um, I think I think fundamentally uh, e-commerce is um, where India was maybe... Uh, six to seven years ago, where the horizontal plays are there, the vertical e-commerce plays are now beginning. Okay. Right. The vertical e-commerce plays are beginning, but there's traditional e-commerce of traditional old school companies where people are which people are still using. People still go to uh, Alshaya groups or e-commerce people people which in India has stopped happening. In India, a lot of it has moved towards the 
horizontal place, right? So that's fundamentally what's happening. I think the next evolution here is also D2C brands. So you have you have brands like um, the Giving Movement and you have Flowered and so on, which have just started uh, gaining scale, but more is going to happen right now. And uh, that is the next evolution of growth that uh, we're going to see. Okay, okay. So, you know, following an interesting question. So now I figured out the brand, you know, the market is good, market has potential, right? So me as a as an e-commerce owner or someone who's who wants to get into, you know, Middle East market, right? What would be some initial playbook steps, uh, Sudhir, which, you know, brand should probably focus on? Sure. I think it's important to figure out as a brand which category you fall under. There are really broadly three categories, right, which work in the Middle East. One is the mastige positioning, mm -hmm. right? Mastige positioning is, is a positioning which is young, trendy, really fashionable, but at a lower price. Right? I would say that is the playbook of, say, Sakur Brothers here, a playbook of a of a, what Lenskart followed here, right? And which is fast fashion, something, I mean, Shein is, takes it to another level, but you get that sense, right? And there you play, if if other brands are, if from a retail parlance, if other brands are selling five items a day, you're selling 10 items a day at a slightly lower margin, but you're selling more, right? And your repeats are higher, right? So that's the first playbook, right? The second playbook, the second playbook is the sort of what we call the, the uh, science-backed positioning, where so which works more in categories like beauty or categories like even to some extent clothing, where you say, hey, I am science-backed and because I am science-backed, this is my patent and hence my premium is higher and hey, you can demand more premiums, right? And the final positioning is to say, hey, UAE is an ethnic mix of Westerns, Westerners, Europeans, Indians. I'm going to target only one. This is my my positioning and this is my background and an example of that is folks going after the south indian population here right say ready to cook food or say indian items right say agrabatis whatever it may be right mm -hmm. and there that is an authentic positioning right uh, and could also apply to say russian brands going after the russian population or whatever that may be right now there are some universal truths while building your brand here right one is the extent of brand work storytelling you need to do is extremely high here right? It's extremely high and extremely important, right? So brands here have to use a playbook, which is around, you know, store launches, around um, e-commerce launches, around viral videos, around resonating with the Dubai ecosystem, right? So to quote a Lenskart example, Lenskart did this whole Ayn Dubai video campaign, where it put the Lenskart logo on the Ayn. It got a million views in one weekend with sales going up over 30% that weekend, right? So, so this is the this is the this is the journey and this is the narrative and the driver that is on right now now that is one right the second part is that you need to back that brand narrative storytelling but also digital right with digital digital marketing with hardcore crm omni channel on retail and so on to make it a fulfilling compelling story excellent yes means i think the storytelling is very very imperative you know a couple of research what i was have been reading about in the middle east market right uh, so now brands if they want to you know get into this thing you know so how do they establish pmf like initial years right in in terms of now i have figured out something now i have to i'm sitting in india i need to probably you know do my pmf right in the middle east market what are the two three things that you would suggest uh, to brands to start venturing in small and then probably grow from there 
got it so you know what i would what i would recommend is firstly you know um get onto the marketplaces right start allocating a certain budget onto marketplaces right um see how you're doing back that up with some with a deep with d2c as well right mm-hmm. um then have a certain goal in terms of a roas that you want to look at to hit right um and um, you know you should try and target getting to two roas very quickly right via the marketplaces and via your own channel right blended roas that's number 2 right uh number 3 try and get to omni very quickly right be it multi brand outlet stores be it distributor whatever it may be right get to omni very quickly right um in order to enable this right uh, and that's what startify also enables because you know fundamentally the thesis is that your ability to build a successful sustainable brand here is very much backed on the omni channel thesis mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. online alone will might not get you to where you want to get okay 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 so from from a let's talk about a little bit on the customer perspective right so what's the probably you know, is there a difference between the expectation from a customer end customer who is from a middle east versus probably india or any other you know uh, probably developed or developing country so there any insights around that see the, the the customer here is more brand conscious right while he is brand conscious he is willing to experiment with a brand that has that has invested more in its narrative and its storytelling and more in terms of building credibility and trust in india brands can scale up to a certain point with doing very little work there we just having distribution right here less so okay so what does the brand stand for why why does it stand for what it stand how does it stand out what is the pr communication what is the journey right otherwise the your journey will cap off after a point of time if you don't build it uh build if you don't go deeper and build the narrative and the story right also people think that um, that um, the brand is that the market is not price conscious that's not true right here you need to be you need to have do the brand work and work from a price standpoint right in india sometimes it's only price yeah so i think i think there is the there is the compulsion of for doing that deep work and hard work you command a premium so you have an index where your product can be priced higher than the indian market okay 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 what would be you know top 2 3 priorities for for business owners you know they should uh, focus on right initially so that you know their their business is they're building a sustainable business you talked about you know storytelling multiple times in this uh, uh, last couple of minutes right so what could be top 2 3 points very top priority for a business owner to focus on initially yeah so i would say you know firstly what is your brand archetype what is your brand narrative and your storytelling and and basis your brand archetype who are you going after right and why and what is your and what is your deep so what is your storytelling narrative there number 1 right number 2 is what is your what is your uh distribution st- scale up strategy right be it across multi brand d2c you know g retail general trade modern trade whatever it may be right and what is the how does this pnl look like and what are the levers you want to use in this mm-hmm. want to try in this pnl right okay. you know these are the three ways you need to look at it and you know everything else like supply chain and you know incorporation all these things you can be figured out right okay. um and um, fundamentally this is what startify does right so startify is a cross border go to market enabler mm-hmm. for helping consumer brands scale and expand this region and what we bring is you know 
we have we work with the top domain experts in this region folks who have built largest businesses here right they plug into companies okay uh, and then we unlock this value chain across either online only online plus general trade offline only or the full stack right mm -hmm. and um, fundamentally we're now soon working with five brands fundamentally we work with companies on this journey over a three-year period um, okay. to enable this and our vision is to then build a product stack over this right we work with amazon noon kareem we work with all these guys plus we work with all the top offline distributors and retailers okay okay so you help the brands in probably focusing in gtm and you know the next three years of growth right so any, so any... we become the brand we become the brand here in this region okay okay right so and then we become a house of brands and then the we represent the brand across this across the work and and our team runs it right along with the brand owner right Interesting. um so so that's that's because you know for a brand owner we become the team and then after a point of time um the brand owner either decides that the startify team or continues running the brand or um you we hire a team and we when we move forward okay okay so if and we have found that we have we have found that that um, actually the engagement model mm -hmm. it needs to be an engagement model where both parties work together with transparency and trust as opposed to an engagement model where one party is left alone because the brand owner is also very conscious of how how his brand is is mm -hmm. is growing so it's a hence it's a partnership model which is why our our compensation also is we have skin in the game with the fixed upfront fee is very low actually and it's more of a revenue share game over the last next three years okay 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 so you know uh, what kind of growth are you expecting say in next five years in this market so like you know why somebody would want to you know focus or invest in the middle east market so we believe that the middle east is great for startups which are cm2 positive but cm3 negative brands mm -hmm. right and we believe that the that this market can contribute to 30% of the brand's revenues over three years and maybe 50% of the brand's profitability. Okay. Okay. Interesting. And we believe that the that the brands can start creating revenues over here of say um uh, annually say two million dollars by year two. Interesting. Interesting. And then growing very fast after that. Okay. Right? But all brands and all theses don't work. So we choose who we work with, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, a lot of that is also given data from distributors, data from e-commerce platforms, data from experts, data from retailers to know where the gaps are. Okay, okay, okay. But brands need to also be, um, need to look at investing in this market to unlock value. I mean, it doesn't happen without investing in more. Okay, okay, interesting. So, uh, and... Now I want to focus on uh, Middle East market. The, the geography is different. You know, the end customer is different, right? What are the top two, three things which a, a brand owner should avoid? Like, you know, some of, some of the common mistakes probably, you know, an entrepreneur can do because it's a different geography, a different set of rules, right? Uh, in terms of, you know, the government policies are there. What are two, three, you know, uh, avoid things which you, you know, want to say? I think one mistake that, that brand owners should, should, is to think that this is a distribution strategy as opposed to an expansion strategy. Okay. Okay. Right. Distribution strategy means you just give the product to someone and you expect things to happen on its own. Okay. Right. Expansion strategy is where you set up another company to roll it, to run it. I'm not saying that the distribution cannot work, but that can work only up to a certain point and a very small piece 
chunk of revenue. Right? And my question back to brand owners is mm-hmm. if you were expanding in the Indian market, mm-hmm. would you do so without a team? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. I think without right. skin in the but, game. But somehow, somehow when brand owners are looking to expand into global markets, they think, I don't need a team. Yes. Right. So if you don't, if you don't do justice to the localization, the power of relationships, the power of um, uh, the, the, the distribution side, the power of various things, then you are sort of missing the forest for the trees. Excellent. Excellent. Yes, I think without uh, the skin in the game, without the proper strategy in terms of how do we build a you know a, a team localized, right? I think the growth will be very very limited, right? And how, yes. how does how, how and, does... and and if you are not and hence if you don't think you are ready, don't come. Okay. Okay. Maybe you're not ready. You should wait. Okay. Many big brands have come here and failed because they have felt that we can do it without a team. Okay. Okay. I don't want to name them, but many of you. And and so you know, what are the quick two three parameters to do a dipstick check that hey, you know, am I ready? Right. What are the two three things you know which they should do? I think there needs to be a certain. You need to be willing to invest um, at least say two hundred thousand dollars in year one in okay. determining this strategy, right? And you can say hey, I will do a test with fifty k, but or say thirty k or whatever the number is. Mm-hmm. But I need if it works, I need to be able to invest more, right? And if you're not ready to, then perhaps wait, right? Mm-hmm. Number one. Number two is that um, that there's a lot of lot of work required in terms of hey, in your product in your category, is there a gap here in this market, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the first thing we do with companies, right? Okay. Right, because is there a gap for your product in your DNA in this category? Mm-hmm. We find that fashion is exciting, right? We find that um, that um, other other uh, food is also exciting. There's some there's some sectors within beauty that are also exciting, right? Um, but a lot of other sectors maybe less so. Correct. And and how how does you know uh, uh, the government policies are getting aligned? You know for you know for better. Solutions? Actually, government is working with us. Um, government is is um, opening its doors, right? Um, there's a golden visa policy. Government is um, happy to provide that to deserving entrepreneurs here in the region. The Middle East is a very hot and exciting place to be in right now. Excellent. And that would be, I think, really, really uh, useful information uh, back home, right? Yes. So uh, we talked about, you know, uh, all sort of things in terms of growth levers, in terms of, you know, what playbook they should, uh, you know, uh, provide, you know, very, very, you know, enriching uh, information sudhir couple of last few cents right now uh, if they want to you know start reaching out to sudhir like you know startify right so what are the two, two three things a brand should do so that you know they will probably kick start the you know conversation or hey now i should probably start reaching out to sudhir yeah yeah you know absolutely we're happy to chat with anyone at any point of time right and you know i think uh, it's great to learn from brands and the indian brand story is amazing Right, just write into us, email us. We're just setting up our, our websites going live. The company is only four to five months old. Our, our website is going live. We are uh, closing out our, our pre-seed round. So there's going to be some announcement and so on. Right. Um, I think that the um, that the um, the first step is we make brands fill up a small form in terms of understanding it better. And then we do a little bit of work. And then we have an honest chat in terms of saying, hey, this is the opportunity. This is not the opportunity. Okay. And then the story unlocks from there. Right. 
Okay. Now, as as our company scales, we want to create a product which productizes this, mm-hmm. right? We also believe that as the product scales, we will be able to get let everyone go onto online marketplaces to 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 get some to get a test run of yeah. the market, right? Okay. Um, and this is all coming up in the future, right? Um, however, you know the um, sort of additional uh, revenue unlocker for this market, right? Um, is one thesis, but uh, even a success there is actually not worth most, but at the time of most brands. I mean, you should look at this market if you are looking three years out, right? And yes, you can decide in three months, six months, you don't want to do it, right? But if you're not been looking three years out and you're looking to say, okay, I'm just going to list something on Noon, list something on Amazon, list find a distributor with no backing and no brand work, no deep supply chain work, no deep relationship work, no deep omni-channel work, no, the chances are successful. Okay, okay, okay. I think very yeah, happy to be wrong. Yes. wrong, but but yeah, but but I think this is what the market is also showing. Okay, okay, okay. I think very insightful information, Sudhir. I think we have reached to the end of our discussion, right? You know, this is one of the section which I like the most. So, you know, just some insights about you as a person. So, you know, uh, uh, what's your success philosophy in this space, Sudhir? So my success philosophy is a, is a line which is which is uh, believing is seeing, right? Okay. I think a lot of people follow the seeing is believing philosophy, right? Okay. But I think it actually, actually is believing is seeing, where you believe in something and then you see results, especially in a startup and a new journey. I think it's same applies for brands to be built over here. And there's no greater example of that than Dubai itself. Dubai was a sandpit and a desert, right? Today, it's a bustling metropolis with the number one, number of tourists beats London as well, right? So that's because the the His Highness believed in the vision of Dubai, right? Mm-hmm. If His Highness's view on Dubai was seeing is believing that, oh, I will first wait for 10,000 people to come to see the desert, then I will do this. I don't think Dubai would be very distant. Yeah, rightly put, right? Uh, any any, any uh, business leader which Sudhir follow? I'm a big fan of um, Richard Branson. Okay. 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 Yeah, so he has uh, he has uh, been uh, 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 I read his book when I was very young and uh, mm-hmm. it made a big impact on me, right? And also from the Indian Indian uh, ecosystem, I think Deep Kaldas and Jeebik Chandani are uh, great uh, people to follow and learn from. Okay. Okay. Last but not the least, you know, uh, any book uh, Sudhir is reading these days, which you want to recommend? I just read this very interesting book called The Key Man. Okay. Which okay. is a book about uh, Abraj Capital and how, unfortunately, it also fell. Mm-hmm. But I learned a lot about the amazing work actually it did in its time, and okay. also maybe some of the mistakes it made. Okay. Right. Uh, but uh, very interesting. Uh, yeah, lovely talking to you, Sudhir. You know, pleasure to have you here. I think, you know, uh, the ecosystem would be enriched with some of the insights. Thank you once again from the entire team of Blash. Thanks so much, Mohit. All the best. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.